good defenders. <sighs> yeah, no, I just needed to let it sink in for a minute. This was a rather miserable effort down in Carson. You know my voice. I am the scarf, J.R. Liebert, and I literally had no voice for most of the game today because we were, well, we weren't super happy about what was going on at Dignity Health Sports Park. Sitting directly across from me here in beautiful Lawndale, California, is the toast of the East Coast. <laughs> uh, we'll go with that for today. Whatever the hell else he wants to call himself, it's Philly. Christian Philemon. How about ferociously frustrated Philly? You ask the question, what's good? Nothing as of this evening not is good. Not in my hood, not in your hood, not in any of the hoods of the millions. And millions. This, this, this game, this, there's nothing good. Nothing good. I'm looking. We were in the press conference very briefly with Steve Chirondolo on the Zooms. Unfortunately, yeah. the bus was getting ready to leave. I wanted to ask him the question, what did you see that was positive, if anything at all, from the team throughout the course of this game? Because I could, quite frankly, couldn't see anything. I am deeply, deeply discouraged and disappointed and ferociously frustrated at our efforts this evening. Yeah, all the alliterative puns and, and wordplay aside, this sucked. Like, I, I teach my, my middle school kids to use better words, to use more flowery descriptions and adjectives when they're writing. No, this sucked. This was frustrating from the drop from minute one. We got outplayed. We were out physicaled. That's not even a word on the ball. They, they played like they wanted it from the drop more than we did. They played like they cared about this match more than we did. And look, Let's let's not lose sight of the fact that, yes, this is our seventh of eight games within the month of May, 28 days that we'll play eight games. I mean, here we are on the 25th. We will have played seven games in 25 days. It's an absolutely brutal schedule, but it's one that we sort of brought about on ourselves by winning the matches that we had in the Open Cup to keep progressing on, which I'll take all day long. And when you want to be an elite team, you need to weather these storms a little bit better. All that also being said, Philly, you know one of the things that we've been talking about quite a bit over the last several episodes is the injury bug. And we were bit and we were bit and we were bit. And I think finally, the amalgamation, the combination of the injury bug, of the fatigue that we have been playing with and through for the last 25 days, and the fact that we ran into a club, and why did it have to be this club at this place at this time? We ran into a club, Philly, that you and I both thought coming into the second half for sure wanted it more than we did, and especially after the game. Yeah, no, without a doubt. I mean, this is a team that hasn't had a really good run of form. This is a team where their supporters would say, we have not been very good. We aren't very good. Uh, didn't they have some type of protest coming into this match to to complain about Vanny and, and Chris Klein out? Obviously, those guys are both breathing in a sigh of relief because their asses are saved, for at least for the time being. No, it, was, it, it wasn't pleasant. Not nothing. I'm, 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 this is what I'm doing as you're talking. I'm in this thesaurus trying to find up like synonyms <laughs> for the word sucked. Uh, crap is one of them. Uh, flaming Nora. Um, although I think I might have gone into like words that are. I don't even know what no. that is. That's yeah, I don't know what that is either, but I'm looking at synonyms for it sucks. You just it sucks, it stinks, Nora. bloody Nora, bollocks to it, bugger, crap, fark, flaming Nora, foo. Uh, I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> you, you kind of get the point, but yeah, man, like this. This 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 gorilla on our back is starting to feel a bit more like King Kong 
King Kong. Like, what is it about Dignity Health Sports Park that puts us in in in, in this position where we, we can't win, we don't play like ourselves? Again, the Galaxy have not had a good run of form. 0-0 against Chicago. Dog meat of a team not being able to score goals. Whereas, you know, we haven't had a couple of great games, but still we managed to lead the league in goals. I'm, I'm baffled today. We can talk about this and obviously we will, but like, I don't know, man. Like, don't you have some like this day in LAFC history? Anything like positive to <laughs> talk about before we, we slice and chop it up about this dog meat mess of a game that we're about to talk yeah, about? Yeah, let's, let's remind everybody first that the Mauricio Mo Facio futsal court in Southeast LA fundraising effort is underway. LAFC, the LAFC Foundation, and the 3252 are partnering to build a futsal court in Southeast LA in Moe's honor. And the link to donate is in our bio, and we at Defenders of the Bank are planning several ways to help raise money for this court being built in Moe's memory. So. Shots for Moe at the Defenders' tent this Saturday against the Smurfs. That's the rumor that I hear. We're going to have more information a little bit later on in the week. But yes, there there may be some shots, and the entire proceeds will go to this court. Uh, yeah, you, you mentioned it, Philly. I'll, I'll get into this day in LAFC history. We don't have any news and notes. We don't have any former player news. We don't have a Las Vegas Lights update. We do have a very quick Angels City minute, and then we're ripping the Band-Aid off. We're, it, we're just... Ugh. How about how about tying up the scar rather than ripping the Band-Aid off? Yeah, we're going to have to Ripping the Band-Aid off would imply the fact that we're healed. Yeah, no, we are not. We're not healed. We're, we're tightening up the scars. So, unfortunately, we now get to add something on Wednesday, May 25th, in this day in LAFC history, because this was an absolute drubbing. But most of you are going to be listening to this on May 26th, excuse me, and we did not do a very good job of helping Mark Dos Santos celebrate an early birthday tonight, because his birthday is tomorrow, the 26th of May, 1977. Mark Dos Santos, the assistant coach on our 2018 inaugural team, who went on walkabout over in Vancouver to go coach for several years, and now he's back with the club as an assistant starting this year in 2022. Happy birthday. Mark Dos Santos, I can't imagine what kind of foul crap mood Dos Santos is going to be in. Could be worse, Scarf. He could still be in Vancouver. That's true. Uh, Also on the 26th in 2018, LAFC playing to a 1-1 tie against DC United at Bank of California Stadium as Adama Diamande made his official Major League Soccer debut, subbing on for Diego Rossi, who was actually at the match tonight. That was kind of a cool Instagram photo that we saw Diego Rossi in Carson for the match tonight. Uh, he subbed on for Diego Rossi in the 82nd minute. Rossi scored in the 39th, and we played down a man for pretty much the entire second half as Dejan Yakovic got a red card, a late goal allowed. Imagine that by LAFC in 2018. Makes it a 1-1 draw, but the reason why we like to highlight that match, Philly, is because before the match... Jimmy Lopez proposes to Cassie, and the rest is history. The bringer of thunder, Cassie and Jimmy. What a match made in heaven, or actually at the bank. And that is this day in LAFC history. Here's our Angel City Minute. Angel City defeated the Kansas City Current on Saturday, May 21st, one nothing behind an own goal from Kansas City. That's how own goals work. You don't get to score them. Angel City currently sits <laughs> second in the 12-team table with nine points through four matches, and they take on New Jersey, New York, Gotham at the bank mm. on the 29th, and I believe Philly. That's Robert Lewandowski's sister plays for that team. 
I think. You know what's going to be interesting about that matchup is the fact that Gotham is going to have a chip on their shoulder because Angel City poached so many people from them. Their coach, their keeper, like a, a series of things. And so this is a match that you should really be looking forward to. It's 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 West Coast versus East Coast. It's New York versus California. It's Her- NYC Her- versus Harrison. LA. Her- Harrison. Harrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. You're, 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 you're not wrong. Yeah, they but no, are. It, it'll be, it's still going to be fun. I'm looking forward are. to this Yeah, one. it'll be a good match. They are near the bottom of the table. They have three points. They sit in 10th. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and before we get ourselves in trouble with the Angel City Chicks, that is the end of our Angel City Minute. Chris and Philly Philemon. Yeah. We got to talk about it. Yeah, just real quick. It was cool to see Diego Rossi at Dignity Health Sports Park. And if you're wondering why the heck he's there, he made the 26-man roster for Uruguay, and they are in town because, well, they've, well, he is in town, rather, in this country as opposed to being overseas because, well, the Turkish Superliga is, uh, is not going on. I mean, Uruguay gets to have friendlies against the U.S. and Mexico. So maybe Diego Rossi could get some burn. You know, his former teammate from LAFC, Brian Rodriguez. I've heard of him. Will not be joining him on the Uruguayan national team. Yeah, he was not called into the team. Rather, Are you surprised? Uh, Not with the way he's been playing or even not playing lately. You're absolutely right. Yeah, look, uh, the U.S. men's national team, we take on Uruguay. We also take on El Salvador later on in this run of friendlies. I think it's Romero. Is it Morocco, Granada, El Salvador, and uh, and Uruguay? So yeah, we could see not just Tomas Romero, but even Josh Perez on the on the field there. Miami FC's finest. So yeah, that's a thing. Uh, the Galaxy and LAFC <sighs> yes, met for the first go. time in open cup play. A winner take all elimination match that for the most part LAFC have done well in. Of course, we beat them 5-3 in the only playoff match that we've ever played against them. We beat them in the COVID Cup, but U.S. Open Cup, Lamar Hunt played in Carson, Philly. This was finally a chance. It is no longer a monkey. It is a gorilla. It is King, King Kong. Kong. It, it is, it is a, a kaiju, as they would say, uh, on our backs, and it, Philly, only got worse. Yep, it most certainly did. We should probably get into the starting lineups to find out which players came in, and a lot of our players quickly came off. Uh, we could talk about the actors in this messy play. Yeah, let's let's talk about the, the little bit of a surprise on the Galaxy side of the roster, managed by Greg Vanny, who... Look, the reports are that the the fan base is pretty upset. Not not mainly with Vanny, actually, but more so with Chris Klein. Well, that's and, to be understood. And this, there maybe their jobs were on the line. Maybe had they lost this, the front office would start looking in a different direction. At least maybe with Chris Klein. But look, Greg Vanny's not the problem. He's a solid coach. In this major guy, this guy won a treble for Christ's sake, an yeah. MLS Cup, and he has what crap for talent? Come well, on. Well, and he's got a ton of ties to Galaxy too. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. They're not going to disrespect. But him, the yeah. the surprise was Jonathan Klinsman in goal for Galaxy, salivating at the mouth, man. Yep, keeper who hasn't had much much run at all I mean you put in the backup keeper in a game of this magnitude I mean if I was like you know if I was a striker I'd be I'd be salivating Jonathan Bond I'll tip my hat off to him the guy's a pretty good keeper despite the fact that the Galaxy with the exception of today haven't had the greatest of back lines over the past couple of seasons Jonathan Bond has without a doubt been a shining example of what could be uh, some level of talent but man salivating a Klinsman I didn't th- I-, I thought we would absolutely light him up like a pinball machine a Christmas tree uh, a Chuck E. Cheese party I don't know 
A Chuck E. Cheese party. I mean, those are pretty lit, aren't they? Yeah, sure. There I mean, I haven't been in quite some time. But they, they used to have tickets. Now they just have cards that you have to swipe. So I heard. I don't uh, even know. Technology. You know, it's the back line, actually, for Carson that has kind of guided them through this dumpster fire of a season they've had so far. They've only, coming into this match, by the way, given up 14 goals in 13 MLS regular season games. So they've been pretty solid in terms of backline play. And look, Julian Araujo, he is on the Mexican national team. He is pretty special. Um, he's a good kid. And uh, and he anchors that back line. also related to somebody we were good he friends is, with. He is. Uh, along with Nick DePew, Derek Williams, and the D-bag, Raheem. Ed, I mean, sorry, the, sorry, the D-back, the defensive back. No, 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 no. You, you were right. Back. The D-bag. I just want to make, sure make sure I pronounced it correctly. Raheem Edwards. Man, to go from being the 11th man on the bench and like a bit player who was hot garbage here to pretending like he really mattered here and had this chip on his shoulder. Get lost. Midfielders, Marky Delgado and Ryan Revelison. Forward, Samuel Gramsir, Victor Vasquez, Kevin Cabral, and of course, Chicharito. On the 18, a couple of players who would make an impact later on this match. Dayan Jovalic, Efren Alvarez, and Kelvin Leerdam. That is the lineup for the Sashes of Herbalife, Philly. Who do we have in black and gold? Just real important to note. Obviously, you were praising the Galaxy's like defenders. Like they were without a key member of their de- their defense, Sega Koulibaly, who yep. scored against us in the last encounter in Carson. Ha- not having him in the game was uh, again another situation where we thought we were salivating. Interesting how the more we salivate at these games, the less we actually get to eat. Anyway, yeah. Sega's been their best defender for most of the season, and like you mentioned, did score against us. So no Sega, Sega. was pretty much my childhood growing up. Anyway, so I was used to it. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, for LAFC, we came in with a, a no-holds-barred lineup. Maxime Cripo, Cheeky Palacios, Mamadou Fall, Jesus David Murillo, Sebastian Ibiago, who is quickly becoming Scarf's favorite player on LAFC. Nope. Kellen Acosta, Ilya Sanchez, Jose Cifuentes, who has fallen under Scarf's I'm-not-really-happy-with-you uh, list, the naughty list, to yeah. quote Chris Jericho from wrestling. You just made the list. Moose, Chicho, and Carlos Vela are subs. Daniil Henry, who, uh, as we have said on multiple occasions, a massive human massive being. Human. Ryan Hollingshead, John McCarthy, Latif Blessing, welcome back off the injury list. Pancho Janela, Brian Rodriguez, and Mahala. The only players that we had that were questionable that didn't make the 18 was Ismail Tajiri Shradi. And as far as our actual, they are out players, the usual suspects, Julian Gaines, Eric Duenas, and Eddie Segura, who if you stuck around and watched the highlights at the end of the game, you'd swear it, it's sweet, steady yet he was there because he certainly got involved in the most entertaining aspect of the match. But that is the LAFC lineup. All right, let's get going. Second minute. And look, I'm going to come out and say it. I felt like from the very first challenge, from the very first aerial ball, from the very first duel, LAFC looked to play the part of second fiddle. Yep. I really felt like Carson came into this match more motivated. Carson came into this match more physical. More focused. Absolutely. It was incredibly frustrating watching our guys get bodied off of ball after ball after ball after ball after ball. And really, it started in the second minute. There was a nervy ball through the box that... Maxime kind of has to go to his right on pretty quickly, gets a touch on it, which gives... Carson, not one, but two corners. Trouble clearing the box again after those two corners. And it it was a note that I put down in the second minute. Ibeaga looking a little tentative. I, I did not know that was a harbinger of things to come. 
But mm. maybe I jinxed us by my note in the fourth minute that says Carlos is looking active and spry. Oh, yeah. It's your fault. Hashtag blame scarf. Oh, my God. I said this right after we got bodied off the ball again in between the fourth and the ninth minute. A galaxy coming out physical on our wings, especially. As we look to push the ball up using our wingbacks and using our forwards, they got physical with our players on the outside. And I think that really affected us moving forward. And even in the ninth minute, when Ilya gets dispossessed, we thought it was a no-call there by Pro, but they wound up letting play go on, and then eventually to Marquis Delgado gave the yellow in the 10th minute. Yeah, we. I mean, I had my note, Galaxy coming out hot in these first couple of minutes. LAFC, anytime that they had possession of the ball, trying to like connect with each other, but the passing was sloppy. Eighth minute, Kellen Acosta trying to connect with Moose, but there was a lousy giveaway there. You t- tenth minute, we had another sloppy turnover. You want to talk about Pro missing, missing a call? Ilya Sanchez goes down pretty darn hard. But yeah, but that's where I think we got the yellow card on uh, on Marky Delgado later on. Well, Marky Delgado got that card right around the right yeah. around the, yeah, all right, so right around the 10th. Yeah, yep. you're right. You're you're right on that. They just let him play for a little bit. Um Yep. yep. Carlos and- Vela, I'll tell you, you know who had his number? It was 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 Raheem Edwards. There were a couple of moments with yeah. particularly in the 11th when yeah. when Vela got the ball in and got muscled off by Raheem. And, and Philly, I think you're hitting on something right there too. I think what we've seen is a pattern not just from Raheem Edwards, but from teams saying, okay, let's be really physical with Carlos. Let's be really physical yeah, those, those with our best player. That's Portland's poison pill. That's what they've done every single time against us. And if we can body Carlos off the ball, if we can frustrate Carlos, if we can make other people beat us, LAFC is relatively normal. I thought, though, based on what we saw, 13th minute from Chicharito, I love the high press that caused Klinsman, I almost said Jurgen Klinsman, caused Jonathan Klinsman to turn the ball over. I thought Philly, exactly what you were saying. You said Chicharito. Uh, a keep you mean Chicho. Chicho. Did I say Chicharito? You said Chicharito. Ah, Just making sure I'm correct. And I Thank get it. Chicho, Chicharito, yeah. Chiki. One can get, There's a lot. get, get tongue-tied with all the Chichis. So, uh, uh, Christian Is that Arango. restaurant even around, by the way, anymore? Chichis? Chichis? You don't what? remember Chichis? No. That was a restaurant, right? I'm not just making that up. In LA? I mean, it was like a fast food joint. Not in LA. I mean, I mean, I saw them overseas. I mean, it had to yes, have been in LA. Yes, that's not in LA. Why does that have to be in LA? Chichis was a pizza joint. Okay. And actually, there are Chichis in California. Northridge, Simi Valley, Santa Clarita. There's a Chi-Chi's in Philly. Or, yeah. We're, we're going to take a road trip to Chi-Chi's in Northridge. Yeah, I could have sworn it was like a... Like a, like a uh, who cares? Let's carry on. Isn't it CeCe's? No, it's Chi-Chi's. I mean... Who cares? Again, let's carry on. We're... I, we're, we're, I, we're, we're I, I'm I, sorry. I, I'm looking at pizza. I, right now. I, <laughs> it, it caused me some joy today. I, I, I need hear some you. joy. I, Chicho, Chicho Arango, uh, I really like the high-press Philly for the exact reason that you mentioned, though. This is a kid who has not gotten a lot of burn in goal. And I would love to see him under fire, under pressure, having to make passes, playing out of the back, and and I thought, okay, I like what I see here in the 13th minute. But Philly, I swear to God, I saw this. This is how they scored against us before. In the 16th minute, the first real chance for Carson, it's Julian Araujo to Victor Vasquez oh, with a man, shot from a just shot. outside the box. Diving save by Maxime Cropo to his left. What was amazing is exactly what they do with Chicharito, and I definitely mean to say Chicharito on this one. Chicharito runs his ass off. 
Chicharito makes a run as hard and as demonstrably as he can. Demonstrably, there's yeah. Your, there's your it's, bingo word. Look, for the it's day. It, it, he doesn't run with grace. He runs hard. He runs with arms moving. He runs with his head moving. He runs like the way you'll cross a finish line rather than the way you'll start a race. I've heard. I'm not a runner, but that being said, the way he runs pulls defenders in with him. They look at him running and they go, oh, I got to stay with him. So a great job by Victor Vasquez to peel back and understand if everyone's going forward and I stay right here, that's going to give me a hell of a lot of space to shoot. And it was a beautiful job by Victor Vasquez and the Galaxy to orchestrate that offense and that play. We have seen it time and time again, Philly, and it almost bit us in the butt in the 16th minute. Yeah, but fortunately, Maxime Crepeau outstretched, made a heck of a save. A lesser keeper would have probably let that goal go behind him. So, all right, Maxime seems sharp. Obviously, we need him to be sharp. We're in enemy territory. We have a tendency of starting off slow this season in, in these games. And the last thing we needed to do was allow the Galaxy to get in the game quick because that would give them hope. That would give their fans hope. That would give like all people that are wearing LAG Herbalife sashes a little bit of hope. And that's not anything that we wanted but where we wanted to take away their hope we sort of lost our hope so right around the 17th minute looking around the pitch not really thinking anything other than all right we've had some sloppy passing Mahalo all of a sudden gets up starts warming up and he heads over to the scores table getting ready to come in and then Steve pulls him back <laughs> and I even had any question marks okay I guess he's not coming in right I legitimately thought that he was going to be going in for Moose because Moose had a couple good string a couple good passes together he kind of looked lost out there there were moments where Sifu tried to connect with him I thought Moose was just going to come on maybe Chirondola saw something in Moose that you know we missed but it was Carlos Vela that came out of the game and of course there's your wait what, what? Moment, moment of the game because prior to him coming out I didn't see him hobbling I didn't see him being too tentative. You talked about him being active and spry. I was kind of stunned that they took him out. And from what we heard, it was it, might, it would have been a quad. quad yeah, a quad issue. is Hope, what we're hearing. Thankfully, not a hamstring. I mean, a quad's a, a quad's a quad, but a hamstring that's that's an annoying injury that takes a little while to get back from. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the last time we were in Carson, it was Brian who had a hamstring injury, oh. and he was gone for a yeah, while. Philly, remember when when Carlos had the what was it the the calf strain? World's longest calf strain. It's gone for like three months, I think it was, with that calf strain. I, that's exactly where my mind went with this. And uh, I got to be honest, when Brian got hurt, Philly, remember what happened afterwards? He was kicking stuff over on the sideline. He was real pissed oh, off. Oh, yeah, he wasn't happy. He was, he was, and he was teary-eyed because he was hurt, because he wanted to do something, because he wanted to be part of this. Carlos comes off, just kind of. Head yeah, you didn't bench. see like a throwing of the captain's armband. Well, I think uh, I think during like the exchange, he might have like he, he dropped he it, dropped or whatever, it. In, the, in the pass through, and yeah, there was yeah. just there's just something. I mean, I don't know if it was frustrated or whatever. And like, look, this is a contract that's he, he doesn't have his contract signed, yeah. and so you know it's interesting. In the last press conference during the last match that we had at Bank of California Stadium, he talked about how he wanted to be, you know, he wanted to stay in L.A. He loves playing in L.A. He wants to help win a trophy for the people of L.A. He loves playing in front of the thirty two fifty two. He loves the bank. And he's sort of like, he put the onus on front office. It's like, hey, I want to be here. Front office, sign me, right? And so with him getting another quad injury, 
Uh, I don't know what the demands are, how those contract negotiations are going. Obviously, we heard from Tommy Scoops, Tom Bogart, that it should be going through, but we haven't heard anything. No ink's been dry. That seems to still be like a question mark. And with him getting a quad injury, if anything, I'd say the front office has a leg up in the sense that maybe they're not going to pay him what he wants, and then we're going to be at a standstill. Uh, Do we want Carlos Vela? Yeah, like at least like a 50% of the 2019 Carlos Vela. I don't want any Carlos Vela, future Carlos Vela. I don't want any, I want also, I'll take the 2020 CONCACAF Carlos Vela. Sure. But what we saw in 2021, I don't want that Carlos Vela. What we saw like the COVID cup, obviously like I don't want, or pre, I don't want that Carlos Vela. Like, I don't know, like is his time in LA running out because his, I'm not going to question his motivation. Sure. But I'm going to question his body right now. Quad injury, calf injury. I mean, would you say he looks like he's in the best shape? Look, here's what I will say, Philly. The fiscal year starts in 36 or so days. His contract is up then. June 30-ish. And this is a player who, when he is right, is the best player in the league. And I think we all know that. We saw the hat trick to to start the season. But do I think he's... 100% 100% right. I'm going to go with absolutely not because it, it's one thing, Philly, to play a little off from time to time, but he has gotten injured. He has been out of the lineup. He has not been his, his normal finishing self for a lot of the time. It, I just, I would love to see Carlos put the team on his back, get out front and center. I did love, by the way, what you mentioned about the press conference, though, Philly, is that Carlos Vela was up there speaking. Yeah, which we I, don't ever really hear. And, and I, I appreciated Carlos getting up there. And and you're right. You almost felt like Carlos got up there. He almost maybe, I don't know if he told Seth or he he told uh, anybody else in uh, Alonzo or whoever else in Crystal and in PR, hey, I want, I want to get up there this time. Um, but... I I agree with you in saying the injuries, the the run of form, it's making it real interesting, and we are less than forty days away. So yeah, I mean it's it's obviously I want Carlos here. I want Carlos to want to be yeah. here. I want him to obviously be secured, but like can't offer him top dollar, man. If he's just not in physical form, um, he, he keeps he keeps getting injured season after season. We have not seen a consistency with Carlos Vela. What does he have, like nine goals over the course of the past like couple seasons? Yeah. Something crazy considering he came off 2019 and had one of the most unbelievable seasons in the history of this league. So, you know, not saying I don't want him. I'm saying I want him, but I'm also going to be kind of tentative in thinking he certainly doesn't deserve top dollar. He probably is yeah. not even asking for top dollar. Yeah. But... I don't know. We'll see where this contract situation goes. It's certainly interesting. But regardless, going back into this game, yep. losing him in the 20th minute so early into the game, I mean, that's going to fluster your offense, and that's obviously going to cause a little bit of ruckus around your, your game strategy. Look, it definitely threw the team into a little bit of flux. You saw that with with them out there on the pitch. 21st minute, Mahala has a chance to make his first run of the game and just pulls up. I don't know what happened there with Mahala, but you got to be thinking like, come on, kid, you're you're into the match now. You need to you need to hit the ground running, and, and unfortunately, he hit the ground. Yeah, just one minute later, he was down, and we we're like, okay, cool. Um, Brian, Brian, are you are you good? You over there? But uh, luckily, right back up, no issues there. Twenty eighth minute, uh, 
you guys will hear me say something nice about him. So here we go. Good 1v1 defending by Sebastian Ibiaga. That's it. There you yes. go. I, I said it. Good 1v1 defending. I believe, I believe that was on Samuel Grancier, number yeah. 11. Yeah, I mean, um, he broke up a really nice backheel pass. I yeah, mean, it was it was sh- trouble. And, and I said in my notes right after that that LAFC really looked they were susceptible to an over-the-top ball. We'll talk about more on that in just a little bit because it turned out the over-the-top ball wasn't really a thing we had to worry about. Uh 34th minute, a great run by Chicho Arango. Oh, man, that's, that's to me, like, that was the positive of anything. That kid hustled. That ball was clearly going out. Yep. Clearly going out. I love to see that kind of heart and passion. That was fire. It was the only bit of fire I feel like we saw from a lot of these players. Yeah, except here's the problem. Right after that, Galaxy hit us on the counter. Bam. And it should be one nothing. We talked about number 11. And 1v1 defense by Sebastian Ibeaga on Samuel Grancier. Well, Samuel Grancier comes back for round two and absolutely undresses Sebastian Ibeaga. And his cross somehow misses Chicharito right there in the middle of the box. It should have been one nothing Philly after 35 minutes. And Ibeaga is... Not my favorite player. No, no, it's certainly not scary moments. 37th minute, we had Mahala absolutely slicing up Raheem Edwards. And just in case you didn't get a chance to hear this earlier, Raheem Edwards caught an extra bit of venom uh, from all of us today. And the reason why is because in a press conference earlier this week, he was quoted as Actually, he misquoted the, the 3252. He called him the 3522. That was the number, right? 3552. All right. Well, regardless, like $35.52 was what I considered his transfer market value, like worthless player. But the fact that he was like, I just want to piss those guys off. It's just like, all right, a hole. Like, I, I, see, I see the level of play. So to me, it's like when hearing the 3252 from section 228. 228 yellow word that rhymes with truck you Edwards yeah uh, that, was, that was that was fun I, I certainly got a kick out of that but despite Mahala slicing up Raheem Edwards ball got blocked out by Williams so we have an LAFC corner in this case um we have some tempers flaring off of that set piece you, you good there yeah good uh, okay Sorry. I was, thought you got struck by lightning or something no that was a big yawn were. and I uh, it's just I'm so frustrated with this game right now this this part uh, this play that you're about to talk about Philly I was look I, I don't know what it is with Mexican legends but between memo Ochoa and Chicharito the more I see them play the fact that memo pulled that with Edward Atuesta and the fact that now Chicharito comes over to the sideline whining, I'll let you get into the play. I'm sorry. But those two Mexican legends are just such babies in my eyes. I can't stand it. I know we have a lot of people on this pod who listen, who really do support El Tri and love Memo Ochoa and love Chicharito. But man, for everything that they do well, those two guys just play like something I'm really not allowed to say on the podcast. Yeah, no, I I, I hear you. And the re- and the play that you're referring to is like off of a set piece, ball gets lobbed into the air, and Cheeky pretty much 
What's the word I'm looking for? He, he kind of goes over Chicharito's yeah, back. He got undercut. He got undercut. Thank you. That's the term I was looking for. And it was a bad landing. It looked like he fell on his neck, like he cranked his neck. He was down for a while. Jose Cifuentes took a little bit of offense to that, and he pushed Chicharito. And we're not talking about a bully, like, I'm tripping you, I'm hurting you, push. Like, he pushed him, and Chicha's down on the ground as if he was murdered. Like, it just, it. going back to what you were saying, I mean, he re- it really... Boiled, boiled my blood at that point. Then you got Marky Delgado going after Jose Cifuentes. And then you got Sparks starting. You got Kellen Acosta in there. You're starting to, uh, starting to see a bit of chippiness, which is fine. That's yeah. exactly what you want to see. When these yeah. two teams come together, you want to see flares. We don't like them. They don't like us. We hate them in the stands. They hate us in the stands. There's no love. And at this point, zero, zero respect between these two clubs. But even more so... Like you were saying, Chicharito, after laying on the ground for a while, you'd swear he was injured. Cheeky was hurt, man. He cranked his neck. Took him a while to get off. Yeah. They walked him back to the locker room. Chicha goes room. right to the right to the refs to complain about the play. Piss off, man. He gets a yellow card. Kellen Acosta gets a yellow card, man. And just being at the game, the lack of replays. There's another thing that was kind of infuriating. Yeah. Thank God we have smartphones and streaming because we were able to see what the story is. But with Cheeky coming out, that is our second starter. Our second starter in the first half that comes out. What's gone on with our game plan? Who comes in? The star man. Yeah, Philly, uh, look, I, I got called out week four. I think it was week four, maybe week five, saying that Cheeky Palacios had not played very well so far this season. I didn't think he was playing as well as people thought. And since that, it's as if Cheeky heard me and he said, oh, yeah, let, let me go ahead and just show you that I can be likely the most impactful player. Well, he remembers on, you. You were at the airport to welcome him when, when he came in from Ecuador. I was. I was there. I have that photo. Uh, that, that being said, he has been our most impactful player on both offense and on defense since I stupidly had to put my foot directly in my mouth. And I do not like feet. If anybody knows me, I do not like feet. I had to put that foot directly in my mouth because Cheeky has been so important to us. And to see Cheeky go down that way after losing our most potent offensive weapon, now losing our most impactful weapon, who happens to come from our back line, a place where we are already a little bit Swiss cheesy. We don't have a lot going on back there. Man, it'd be nice to have... I don't know, Kim Moon Wan. Um, but I, I was so upset. I was furious. And and now you have to use a player in a position where he's not ready to play. Latif Blessing. I, I thought maybe they would go with Ryan Hollingshead in that situation because he's much more of a Swiss Army knife. Maybe even move Kellen Acosta back to that side. I don't know. There were a lot of different options. Uh, Philly, luckily, we survive stoppage time, the five minutes. I know Chicho took a little bit of a knock, but he was fine. Well, here's the thing that kind of pisses me off about that, too. This is a, this is a strong, sturdy guy. This isn't a dude who flails around like a sheet of loose-leaf paper on a windy Chicago night. The fact that he went down the way he did and nobody good. was there to call anything, that's, again, like, I believe that these, like, I don't want to blame the referees. Obviously, we can find a million ways to blame the referees, but they certainly let them play because LAFCs, between Sanchez and Chicho and several other instances, I mean... I thought they were kind of losing control of this game. I mean, I kind of like it when they allow them to play, but when you got like sturdy dudes going down and you're missing those calls, that's a load of BS. Yeah, but here's the other problem. 
they were allowing us to play and only Galaxy was playing with that physical style. That was the other frustrating thing. Yes, they, we're finesse. They met us head on and accepted the challenge today. They understood the assignment far more than our guys did. They were so much more physical and they just wanted, whether it was a 50-50 ball, a header in the air, a duel, whatever it was, 1v1 defending, I just... Man, you just saw a much more cohesive unit out there and much better individual physical play. Yeah, they look like they did. look like a team. They they really did. Um Philly in the second half, I'm assuming we're just getting in the second half, right Philly? I mean, look, well, well the only thing we could really talk about in terms of the first half stats, we had zero shots on goal. Don't worry, zero not many shots on goal. Not many more were coming. No. Uh, we sub on Brian Rodriguez for Danny Musovsky. No surprise and, there. And look, if we can catch lightning in a bottle, Philly, I think the, the fairest way we could say the first half ended is that we survived 0-0. It felt like we lost the first half 0-0. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't confident going into the half. It was, certainly wasn't a game that left me feeling, okay, we can still do this. Like you, it was more of a sigh of relief. All right, we got this. We're a second-half team. We don't allow many goals in the second half. This should be pretty good. But, well, it didn't start out that way. And, spoiler alert, it certainly didn't end that way Yeah, look, Steve Terundolo has made all of the right halftime adjustments as most of this season has gone on. I mean, we're we're 12, 13, 14 games in now to the MLS season. And Steve Terundolo is pushing all the right buttons at halftime in these MLS games. Unfortunately... I think he's just running out of buttons to press, Philly. So many guys are hurt. You mentioned it. Two of our starters go out in the first 45 minutes. And and again, I, I want to underscore how important Carlos Vela and Diego Palacios are to this roster, to this team, and to the 11 out there on the pitch. And losing those two guys when you're already hurting on the depth end of things, I, I just thought... I thought it might be the camel that breaks our backs or the, the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm, I'm mixing all kinds of different metaphors there. And I noticed Philly coming out for the second half after we bring Brian on for Moose. You get a good save by Maxime Crapeau in the 47th. And I noticed Galaxy, is they're attacking the right side. They're attacking the right. They're attacking the right over and over and over again. They're just attacking. They were. They're just attacking. We weren't attacking. However. When they score in the 51st minute, Philly, it was not from the right. It was from the left. Yeah. Do we really have to talk about this? We really have to talk about this. We got this, 50 we? or 51 minutes in, Philly. We got 39 to go. Yeah. All right. So in the 51st minute, uh, I don't want to start talking about this because, it, all right, here's the deal. Here's the deal. All right. The play started out via Jonathan Klinsman. Yeah. All right. He let that ball go. I mean, you could give him like a pseudo hockey assist for that. You got, you got Grand Seer who connects with Cabral. It's, it looked like it was a cherry picking kind of goal. It but did. if you go back to the monitors, meaning like you, you had to just go back on your ESPN plus app, you could tell that he was not off. If anything, we're talking about a hair, but because us open cup doesn't have any VAR technology, the one player that everybody hates for the galaxy ends up scoring a goal. Cabral, who's been a POS since he left France to come into Carson, he, he scores one. And it's not even the fact that he scored one. I get it. Everybody's going to have some luck. Grand Seer, amazing pass. But nobody was marking Cabral. He was wide open. He could have just 
taken his first touch on it and just kind of chilled and waited for a defender to come through. Uh, I, I thought it was offside. I was screaming. Oh, it looked like two you players and me both. were offside. But but honestly, that, that just way wasn't the case. And, and, and honestly, if Cabral doesn't score, that Chicharito does. There was nobody marking those two guys. Philly, Everybody I, was focused on the left. I, I, I got a question for you, Philly. Um, oh, oh, boy. Th- this, and, and I don't know the answer to this. All right. uh, the FA Cup. The FA Cup, I think, if we could compare the U.S. Open Cup to anything, I think it would be most accurately compared to the FA Cup. That's fair, yes. Okay. Does the FA Cup use VAR or goal line technology? I mean, I, I think most sophisticated sophisticated leagues do. I think most developed leagues do. Because I, I know the, the idea, right, for why we don't use VAR. And again, I want to stop for a minute. Why don't you not, run that by me? Not blaming the refs, just asking a question. Not blaming the refs, just asking a question. This is our country's longest running, currently contested cup. Yeah. This is the best representation of American soccer because every single team in America, if you've got like $10,000 in uniforms, you can literally go play in the U.S. Open Cup. We have two teams that have advanced now to the round of eight that are not even in the highest order of the leagues here in the United States, Major League Soccer. We've got Sacramento Republic and we've got... Union Omaha. 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 I'm I'm blown away. Union Omaha. We could have had part going. ownership in that company. In we, that we uh, could team, have. You know, You're scarf. absolutely right. They did offer that for a, a lot of for people very early on. I I, I want to be clear. Sacramento Republic was a team that a lot of people thought would be coming up. Then their owner kind of pulled the rug out from under them, and they're no longer. Well, a team. I mean, his his fortune was made in hospitality management. You know how that and went. In COVID crushed them. They play in the USL Championship Division. Does Sacramento Republic Union Omaha plays in USL League One? Let me let me put for all of you baseball fans out there. Okay, for all you baseball fans out there, the Double A affiliate. For the Dodgers, I gotta look this up while I'm while I'm talking. Well, while about you're looking that up, I could say just to, you you know your point about does the FA Cup utilize VAR? Yeah. Yes, and they have since 2018. Okay, the Tulsa Drillers, Philly, Tulsa Drillers. Ah, uh, yes, yes. The Double A affiliate. I've actually, for the Los seen Angeles that Dodgers. There you go. They are our Double A affiliate. They are the equivalent of the same level as Union Omaha. Imagine there is a baseball tournament that allows. Any minor league, major league team, if you've got uniforms and $10,000, you can come play. Well, Union Omaha, a double A soccer team, USL League One is still standing in this tournament, Philly. How great of a story it's awesome. is it going to be if USL's League One, US, uh, Union Omaha, and Sacramento Republic, who, by the way, get Carson next. I mean, it's a great I just, story. I, th- I love this so much. But it's a bummer that, that they don't have VAR all the way throughout. Yeah, I get, no, I get why, conscious. right? Because some of I, these some of these teams, these first round, second round matches are played at like you know Jeff's house. <laughs> Fine, I, but I, but but Jeff has Wi Fi or at least some kind of internet connection. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, come on, look, you can't tell me that they can't implement some type of goal line. Look, you can't mandate. <laughs> Uh, like like Tony's darts away in Burbank, California, to have a, like a VAR system. But at the same time, uh, it's it's look. It, it wasn't it wasn't an offside play. It was b- not. B- bottom line. Apparently but I do like your not. point. I could very much see the Tulsa Drillers beating the Minnesota Twins. Like this is essentially right? What what has happened? That's wasn't it happened. like Major League Three, the bad version of Major League, where there was a Triple A team that beat their, uh, their right club when they were affiliate? down in the minors or whatever? Yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that was a bad movie. 
look, yellow card on Cabral. He may have elbowed Acosta in the 55th minute. Uh, well, by the way, we're down one nothing. I don't know if we, we yeah, said that yeah. enough. We're, Cabral. 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 Yeah. Their absolute POS player yeah. that nobody that's a Galaxy fan would say they loved him. But now the guy, at least he, well, he lives to fight another day. Let's put it that way. They're not going to yeah. call him a club legend down in Carson. And, but uh, scoring against LAFC will certainly put you on the and, map. And I want to say this. Here's a poker term I'm going to throw out for you guys as I am the degenerate gambler of the group as we talk about that. on 110 football. We were playing what you call on tilt. After that, Philly, we really looked like we had lost all sense of poise and composure on the back line in the 58th minute. Carson playing far more physical again than we are, really forcing Ilya Sanchez off of that ball for a turnover. And they are off to the races with Samuel Grancier, who finds, and man, is this not the best representation of a Chicharito goal he finds a streaking, fully clothed, as Philly liked to say last episode, <laughs> Chicharito, and it is in the back of the net. I'm not going to lie. It was a beautiful pass by Samuel Grancier and a quality finish by Chicharito, really asking a lot of Maxime Cropot. But moreover, man, we need to just be more firm on the ball. We need to want possession more. We need to play more physically. And Ilya got absolutely chucked off of that ball and i'm not even saying there should have been a foul call if you would have called one i think galaxy would have been upset but i wouldn't have but we got to get more physical we got to be better on the ball we got to be better holding possession and it just came to bite us in the butt once again and just like that we're down two nothing after what 13 minutes of the second half yeah i mean that was a play that went coast to coast because it really originated off an lafc set piece off of a corner yeah you said it sanchez got absolutely pocketed by Grancier. Ball ends up to Cabral. Cabral making a good run. Grancier sprinting up, catches the ball. Yeah, and he he made it look good. That was a very clinical thing. I mean, that's probably one of... You can venture to say that's one of the Galaxy's best team goals of the season. For the, for oh, the fact great. that it came off of an LAC set piece, crazy. Chicharito's not going to miss a goal like that. He looked, it looked great. I mean, look, it, it was the quality of the pass was great. The quality of the finish was great. The quality of everything that led up to that by LAFC was an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, at the hour mark, I guess Steve had seen enough from Kellen Acosta. He brings on Ryan Hollingshead. I have no idea who's playing where at points in this match at this point because we've got four center backs for the most part. I know Ryan Hollingshead sometimes plays wing back as well, but I don't know what the hell's going on on the back line at this point. And in the 64th minute, that very same Ryan Hollingshead, he got what's called a professional yellow card. Tactical. Because uh, I I believe if he does not get that yellow, we are down 3-0. Cabral was Kevin Cabral was gone. Kevin Cabral was gone. So beautiful yellow there for Ryan Hollingshead. I actually didn't mind that whatsoever. And Efren Alvarez coming on for Victor Vasquez in the 66th minute. Yep, you're uh, you're not wrong there. 68th, LAFC thought we got we thought we were going to get themselves a nice little bit of action inside of the box, but but a little too much passing. 68th, we have a garbage giveaway, garbage giveaway, and Efren Alvarez, you know, within three minutes of him coming into the match, has a shot. But luckily for us, he didn't have enough mustard on that boot. Clean look went right to Maxime Cropo. It was kind of one of those <laughs> kind of shots. Right. Uh, I didn't could I couldn't think of a word to describe it. There's just <laughs> wait, nothing. what was the sound again? <laughs> There you go. That works. That <laughs> yeah, fine. no mustard behind it. That for sure was the third goal. But the young man, 
Young man could not finish, and thankfully, that kind of keeps us in the game. Yeah, somewhat. look, Efren Alvarez has underperformed a little bit. I think he was kind of supposed to be the once and future king of Carson, and uh, all all he is is like, I don't know, a I mean, mattress. Didn't he just graduate high school? I mean, he's, he's 18. Dude, did you see the pictures of, was it Tony Leone at his prom? <laughs> like, Tony Leone looks like he could play football, I, but like, like the you, other football. But you forget about these kids, like, they're literally going to their proms this weekend. Like maybe that's why Christian Torres wasn't available off the bench because you know he was studying for finals or getting ready for his prom. It's just crazy to me. How, I think he has how to take young. PE. <laughs> I, I, I think he gets a pass on that one. Uh, here's my note from my uh, professional head coach, Steve Tarandolo. Yeah, uh, Efren Alvarez, dude. Can you believe he's been playing since Zlatan like started out? Efren I mean, Alvarez started playing when he was like 15 years old, man. The kid is the kid is young and the kid is su- super talented, but he also plays for Carson. So, F- <laughs> uh, LAFC playing three in the back, Philly, I think, while we're doing it because of attrition. I just think we look awful playing three in the back. We need Cheeky Palacios on one side. We need Franco Escobar on the other side. And we need some combination of Mamadou Fall, Eddie Segura, uh, Jesus David Murillo back there. Go- <laughs> Philly's been laughing to himself for like the last 30 seconds. I'm thinking you're, you're saying all these things we need, and all I'm think, sitting here thinking is we need shots on target. We 73rd do. minute, Cifuentes with a very ambitious attempt. Try to catch Klinsman off his line. Brother, you're not Zlatan. I wish you would have connected there, but he just misses far to the even, left. He wasn't even that far off his line. Like Klinsman no. the whole way. No, I know. I mean that that but <sighs> that's what we that's what we needed more so than anything was shots on target, literally up to this point, three quarters of the way into the game, and we have as many shots not on target, but as many shots as the Galaxy have on target. Yeah. And look, 74th minute, we get some fresh blood into the game. It's Jovalich coming in for Chicharito. That kid's been a, pa- a pain in our rear, by Oh, the way. dude. And Kelvin Leardom coming in for Samuel Grancier. He's a sounder. Screw I, him. I saw that happen, and I was like, all right, Chicharito's off the pitch. Grancier's off the pitch. We got 15 minutes, boys, to make something happen. We bring on Poncho for Mahala, and now I really have no idea where the hell anybody is playing at this point. Uh, 75 minutes in, it does not look great, but Brian gives us just a little bit of hope. There it is. There it is. I was waiting for this. Just, just a little bit of hope and over the top ball to Brian Rodriguez. He's, he's there. And then he, he gives it his all into the 37th row of Victoria block. I mean, look, as much as I wanted to not hear Angel City Brigade chant, Brian Rodriguez had a, you know, a good idea, wanted to kick the ball into the crowd to silence them, but unfortunately, it only infuriated us. That shot didn't have a prayer. It didn't even come off anybody. It was just a bad, bad attempt. And how, I guess... I am among the millions. And millions. I just had to do that one more time. That is just wondering when the scarf is going to fall off the Brian train. Oh, it's not a train at this point. The wagon. It's 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 the a little Brian wagon. It, it's Front a, seat's broken in the axles dragon. Yeah, right? I honestly think it's a unicycle, and I'm the only one. <laughs> I, at this point, it's the Brian Clowns unicycle. Are on unicycles, and scarf. and here, here I am. The the tires flat, the the spokes are rusty, and and I'm on the Brian unicycle. You Thanks, know the, Brian. The interesting thing about him is anytime he was on the ball, he did a good job getting by his defender. He but did. the thing that I noticed within this game, and I'd have to go back and watch highlights of the other games, he gets himself before he would just sort of run into a wall. He'd dribble away and then he'd yeah. try to get into two, three people, and then he'd turn the ball over that way. Yeah. Now I'm noticing that he's getting by a defender. He's spreading himself out nicely, but Diggity. then he's passing the ball. 
to to anybody and they're boxed in like there was a play where he passed it into Chicho and it was like Chicho had nowhere to go he literally had like he was sandwiched in between a couple of galaxy players that's the new trend that I saw Brian doing he does his thing he he's confident about moving the ball up but then he passes to somebody in traffic that's not going to get the job done either yeah it's interesting when when you see Chicharito make a run two or three other players sprint with him right and I don't see that being the case with Brian. I'm not going to get into tactics with all that. There are several other people that are better at that than I am. Yeah, also, I didn't see you're right. Uh, you, you're, wait, are you saying that you didn't see anybody on LAFC sprinting with Brian? With Brian. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah fair that's point. Fair exactly point. exactly what I'm saying. The reason why he's boxed in by two guys because he hasn't moved once Brian has also started to move. Yeah, that's fair. Speaking of things that moved, uh, the the needle in my frustration odometer, if that's a thing. Frustration hmm. odometer? No, frustration meter. Let's try that. So what kind of car would you be then, Scarf, if you have uh, an odometer? This one, a used Pinto after this. Ooh. I felt like this was rough. 81st minute, by the way, my apologies to anybody who owns a Pinto. In the 81st minute, I, I just wrote these three words. The nightmare continues. Uh, Dayan Jovalich, who... I think this is the third goal he scored against us. Yeah, he's uh, been in pain in the rear, dude. He he is a guy who comes ready to play against LAFC. Kevin Cabral with a little back heel pass to Raheem Edwards. And you and I both thought Raheem Edwards scored the goal at first. And that would have that's been when I a threw kick up in to my the mouth. junk. But uh, his shot was redirected out in front by Jovalich for the goal. Not sure if Edwards, you and I were kind of going back and forth on this one. If Edwards' shot would have found target or not, doesn't really matter. Because Jovalich's did and... And we're down 3 nothing with nine minutes and stoppage time to go. And, and Philly, since it happened in the scarf minute, I'm going to take this one. One of the most off. surreal scenes that I have witnessed in a Major League Soccer game. And, and I'm not saying this for any other reason other than the poor guy couldn't get out of the way. But there was a, a, a larger security guard who ran out in the middle of play to go get a blue or yellow streamer that had been thrown onto the pitch in the middle of our crossing midfield with the ball. In fact, it wasn't an LAFC player or two that almost hit this man and tripped over him. It was two Carson players who almost took this guy out. And when he realized what was happening, if, if he even realized what was happening, he couldn't even get out of the way fast enough and I kid you not, had we had a run into the box, Philly, and we got into the ball that went across the mouth of the goal, can you imagine the story that it would have been <laughs> if one of the security guards is the one who breaks up a shot on goal in this match after we had been devoid of life? I just... I didn't know what to do. Philly, have you ever seen something like that in Major League Soccer? I mean, no, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past like, you know, something like that to happen in like fourth division Romania. Sure. I could see like some security official just like during the middle of the game just running out, having the ball and just running away with it. Yeah. And there's your ball game. This I'm was, sure crazier things have happened. I, that would actually be a fun like YouTube channel or a fun like podcast. Silly moments in the world of professional at, football. And in, uh, in, in Major League Soccer, I mean, come on, this is at least the eighth best league in the world, right? I mean, come on. How is that number even, seven best new league? <laughs> how is that even happening? I don't know. At that point in the game, it was an absolute joke. But luckily, Philly, just two minutes later, we'd respond. <laughs> luckily, why would you even call it luckily? I would just say it just gets us out of like the doghouse. I, uh, really? I think it just 
moved us over into a more comfortable spot in the doghouse. Yeah, fine. And this, like, we, 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 you've clowned on him a little bit. We've been frustrated with him a little bit. His ambitious attempt in the 73rd minute. See, Fuentes did something really good today. He had an awesome cross. And jumping for the ball, heading it past Klinsman. It, it, was, it looked like it was Chicho. It looked like it was Hollingshead. And I think on Max's call, he referred to it as Chicho. But it was Hollingshead yeah. who connected. So... You know, had it been maybe like five, ten minutes prior to that, it might have been it might have been a different story. But all of my hope wasn't lost even at that point, because if we go back in time, we hop in our little DeLoreans and go back to 2018, we were down to the Houston Dynamo with like no time. We remember this game vividly. We've talked about it multiple times. You were at Weezer. Uh, we, I was, I was at free play. Diego like, Rossi. Yeah. Which again, by the way, he was at the bank. We certain at the bank, the dignity health sports bar. We could have used him, but yeah, the kid had a hat trick and we got into it with like, you know, late in the game. Yeah. Thought that this could be something pretty good, but. <laughs> and that was an open cup game. If I remember correctly. It, yeah, we exactly. We lost on PKs to Houston. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, Simon. That was the, the, the starting of the downfall and of Laurent Simon. Or actually, that might have been the straw that broke the camel's back because I think at that point, Simon got back yeah. or he was rejected from Belgium because Vincent Company came Yeah, Vincent Company, Company got in. healthy at the last minute. And then, so. yeah, and then Latif blew it. But anyway, so yeah, at least, you know, we, we don't have, at least we finally have, they, they didn't clean sheet us. Klinsman, who had absolutely nothing to do at all at any point during that game, finally had a little bit of action going towards him, and that ball came through. Could you imagine if we actually had a couple of shots on target? We might have actually been in this ball game. Might have done something. Jonathan Klinsman did not get any action. I jokingly have referred to Mighty Ducks too constantly. He was Julie the Cat Gaffney when they were tearing up whoever they were tearing up, Trinidad and Tobago. Um, And again... What you just heard from Philly, the description of that goal, that was our only shot on goal for the whole our match. Our only shot on goal. That's it. 90 minutes, practically. It, plus five stoppage time on both halves, by the way. So 100 minutes of soccer. We got one. So the rest of the match, it ends 3-1. I really wish, Philly, I really wish. Oh, by the way, it is now midnight, which means it is Thursday, May 26th, which means it is Nina's birthday. So uh, happy, I'll, happy, I'll go in there happy. in a little bit. We're, we're at Nina's house right now. Well, that means I'm going to have to run out of here, Defenders. I don't know what he wants <laughs> to give her for hey, her birthday. Hey, hey ho, uh, hey. But it is, it is Nina's birthday. It just turned midnight. So I, uh, I love you. Happy birthday, babe. Um, that being said, all the heart that I wanted LAFC to show on the pitch during the 100 minutes of soccer, Philly, they saved it until after. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We're talking about Mamadou Fall acting like he is every bit the 19-year-old petulant teenager that he was. A little pissed off at, I don't know, seemingly everybody. I watched Ante Razov get Mamadou Fall in, it kind of looked like Bob Backlund's cross-faced chicken wing for a little bit there. Wow, you a guys Bob will, Backlund reference. Right? You guys Dang. will like that one. That's a solid one. Dude, that's he, even before our time. Right? right? I mean, actually, I remember the, the cross-faced chicken wing for a little bit. Uh, it was so frustrating and embarrassing to watch our team play the way they did for 90 minutes. What the hell do you guys think we're going to accomplish challenging guys to a fight after the match? We saw Raheem Edwards be the little uh, that he was and try to get into the fight and try to be all, oh, look at me. We beat you guys. Yeah, Get lost, dude. But it was the composure of our players. It just fell apart, man. Murray, Cifuentes, Mamadou Fall. I mean, we saw so many 
Eddie Segura comes out of nowhere. I felt like it was the Royal Rumble happening, Philly. All of a sudden, off the top rope, there comes Franco Escobar in his away tan hoodie. Yeah. That he, he was in street clothes. Eddie Segura's in the middle of it all of a sudden. You had Alonzo from LAFCPR's communications department trying to get people out of there. You had Paul trying to get people out of there. You had some small dude from the galaxy hanging on Mamadou Falls back for about a minute and a half. <laughs> Daniel Henry what? pushing Daniel Mamadou Henry Fall back. Daniel Henry is a, a freaking redwood. I don't, what, do they have redwoods in Canada? What's the big tree in Canada, eh? I don't even know. What uh, falls off? <laughs> what, what do maple leaves fall off I, of? Uh, maple trees. That's why they're called maple trees. Oh, maple wow. That, duh. Oh, it's midnight. We're keeping that. Uh, Look, (laughs) no, that's got to be edited out. Come on, we can't make Philly look that foolish. Philly's frustrated. He's not foolish. Nice, foolish. God, you guys, what the hell are we doing? And and it looked even worse as Galaxy players regain their composure and go to celebrate in. And now I noticed the the play by play guy. We we heard it on the on the highlights. He was very careful to say the north. Uh, side of the stadium. He definitely didn't say North End because uh, I think that's somewhere where uh, 3252 go, not where anybody in Victoria Block goes. But Philly, what the hell are we doing at the end of the game? I mean, Steve said it during his press conference. I mean, it was uh, it was immature and it was stupid. Um, and yes, while in the greater scheme of things, I completely agree. It was stupid. But, and I, a big but right there, perhaps we needed to be this immature okay. and to be this stupid. Okay. Perhaps we needed to fall flat on our face. Perhaps we needed the Galaxy, a team that wasn't playing very well, to you know to have these 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 trick moves and these backheel passes. They Harlem Globetrottered the hell out of us, and they had fun doing it. And as a result of that, they whooped our butts. Perhaps this is the fuel and the fire and the fury and the frustration that we need to start fighting people this season. Because I don't want to say uninspiring, but when you go 100 plus minutes with one shot on target, you can't exactly call that exciting. Uh, What's the opposite of uninspiring? Inspiring. There was nothing inspirational about the way that these guys played. So the fact that they were angry, frustrated at things... Perhaps they put their focus in the wrong things. The refs, how they were mistreated, how they this, how they that. If they can put that energy into the game, they can start killing people. There are no excuses. Yes, we have played a lot of matches. But this is your biggest rival, your biggest foe, your biggest enemy. And you know that your supporters want this just as bad. They came out today. The 3252 came out today. LAFC did not. This was their worst loss against the Galaxy. This is Steven Chirundolo's worst loss as head coach of LAFC and it was completely uninspiring. But I did like that fight at the very end because that showed me a little bit of ram, a little bit of intestinal fortitude, a little bit of something. Yeah. Hopefully nobody gets suspended or fined for it, but we need to see this kind of fight, fire and passion oh. because we only had moments of it. Chicho when he hustled, that was passion. Maxime Kripo pushing Jovalich, that was fire. Uh, Jose Cifuentes getting into it with Marky Delgado, I'm fine with that. Fire. But you got to keep it and compose it and harness it in a way that helps you score flipping goals or at the very least, shots on target. If we would have had eight shots on target and Klinsman would have looked like a gangster, fine. But one shot on target, one goal, that's not going to cut it. Not in your biggest games against your biggest rivals. Yeah, look, and and the excuse of we are tired, Galaxy have played almost as many matches. Yes, exactly. 
Galaxy have been dealing with all kinds of things up and down their roster, just like we have. Now, we've been bit a little bit more by the injury bug, but you know what? Next man up philosophy, right? It's certainly, we did not start a lineup where anyone would have been surprised had we won this game 3-1. So I, I don't want to hear any of that stuff. The thing that, no. the, the one thing that I'll, I'll, I'll take the, the refs for that I'll take the opposite side of it, Philly. You said they kind of Harlem Globetrotted us. I actually think they punched us right in the mouth. I think that they came right as the Globetrotters. They use all their tricks, and all of a sudden, you look up at the scoreboard and you're down 105 to two. Uh, what happened with us today is three to nothing. The, seems like it was 105 yeah, to two, right? From the very outset of things, I thought Carson punched us right in the mouth, and I think after the whistle blew, the frustration boiled over for how badly they punked us up and down the pitch over and over and over again. And that's why players like Mamadou Fall lashed out. That's why players like Jose Cifuentes lashed out. Players who have been a little less mature than we have needed them to be this season in some parts. Players who have been playing pretty freely and pretty openly because everything has been going well for them. But the minute that adversity hits, when rubber meets the road, this is where you find out what kind of team you are. So I will agree with this point with you, Philly. After this match, that bus ride home 13 miles up the road, you know what I kind of hope? I kind of hope that there was some sort of road closure or stoppage in traffic there along the way, and it took our guys maybe an hour, hour and a half, two hours to get home so that they would have to sit there with themselves on the bus as pissed off as they should be because I hope every single player got back on that bus, and was ready to play the very next day. Hmm. I hope they got back on the bus and said, you know what, screw it. Call up Kevin Baxter over at the LA Times and have him cover a match. We're going to go play at Great Park down in Irvine or Alondra Park out in Torrance or any other park you got out anywhere else. Call up the Galaxy. Let's get him out there tomorrow. Let's go play him again. I hope that is the takeaway from this club because, Philly, you're absolutely right. We were uninspired. We were completely out of focus in today's match. And we were punked from minute one. And our supporters deserve better, sure. But these players need to have a little bit more pride in what was happening today than I feel like they showed out there on the pitch. Well, I think maybe some of that pride came as as a result of immaturity. You know, you want to you wanna talk about something that could help motivate these guys? I hope I can find the recording of it because, like, the thing that drives me nuts right now, like, I feel like going to the gym, is hearing Angel City Brigade pointing at the 3252 and hearing those chants, you can't beat us, cha-cha, you can't beat us. If I were Steve Chirondolo, I would get a snippet of that. And honestly, play it on repeat in the locker room all morning long, all training long. When they're not playing well, I'd play that again because you know what? That fires me up and pisses me off. And if it doesn't fire them up and piss them off, and I'm talking about our players, then what what good are they? What good are they? We need some changes to occur. Obviously, there's there's people on the horizon, designated players, you know, down, down the road. We need some changes because with all these players that are hurt... We, we, we need some more veteran leadership. We need, we need a couple more things in this lineup to see to make a serious run. Yeah. Yes, it's an open cup game. It doesn't necessarily impact our standings. But we're, we can't be that good if we lose, lose to a Galaxy team that also hasn't been that good. Uh, we have yeah. a couple of pretty good wins, but we've got a couple of pretty bad losses. So I don't want to say that this season has been going... It's been going well, sure. We're 
in first. We're scoring a lot of goals. That's great. But today was the exact opposite of that. No goals, really. One at the very end, garbage time. Garbage minutes, garbage goal. But that's what I would do if I were Steve Trelondolo. Get that you can't beat us chant and just annoy the hell out of these boys. Fire them up. Piss them off. Smack them around a little bit. Make them run until they puke tomorrow. But we have a quick turnaround, so we'll see how badly and how inspired these guys are. Because we take on a San Diego, San Diego, ha, like they can get an MLS team. A San Jose MLS team that, well, lost to Sacramento Republic. And here's another thing that's frustrating. Had we won, we would have faced Sacramento Republic in the next round of the U.S. Open Cup. And that would have been at the bank. Yep. That would have been at the flipping bank. So that sucks. Galaxy have a really good shot to go further along in this U.S. Open Cup tournament. I would feel sick to my stomach if they ended up winning the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, look, that's definitely not something we want. Uh, Philly, we always give our man of the match after, and I'll start with mine. Uh, Mine was and is Maxime Cropeau, and I'll tell you why. From the minute we were there, we watched Maxime trot out from the locker room. We watched him put his gloves on. We watched him you know, do his little stretches and everything. And as soon as he went to take the pitch, this is an hour plus before game time. As soon as he went to take the pitch, he didn't run over to the goalpost, you know, tap each post and jump and do whatever. A lot of these keepers, superstitious little ceremonies they do, little idiosyncrasies before every match. He ran over to the sideline in front of the 3252 and pointed up to them and just said, hey, guys. I see you up there. The very first thing he did when he came out onto the pitch, we saw Maxime Cropeau get in the middle of every single scrum during the match. We saw Maxime Cropeau get stay in the middle of the scrum during our, the, the one that happened after the match. And, and you and I both agree, if not for a couple of big saves by Maxime Cropeau, this could have been four, one, five, one, six, one. So my man of the match, not just for the way he played, but because he's been here, guys, 13, 14, 15 games, and he already gets it. He already understands how big this is. And this isn't a guy who came from rivalries. He came from Vancouver. They don't have rivalries. They're really polite, eh? So when Vancouver plays Montreal or Toronto... That's on the Canucks. When, <laughs> right. When they play Montreal or Toronto, eh, it's okay, eh? When they play in the Cascadia Cup against Seattle and Portland against two other teams that hate each other, they don't, they don't have the same hatred. He gets it, and he's been here for about a quarter of a season now. So my player, my man of the match, not just for his performance today, but for the fact that he just gets it, is Maxime Cropeau. I mean, that's fair, and I respect that. I mean, Galaxy had nine shots on target. They end up scoring three, so Maxime obviously got in the middle of, got in the middle of six of those. It could have been far worse. We had one shot on target. One. Um, do I have a player of the game? No, I really don't, because I don't feel like any of them truly deserve any kind of accolade for any kind of positivity, because I didn't see that much out there that was positive. I credit Chicho for having hustle in that one play that we talked about earlier, where his cross tried to connect with Danny Musovsky and nothing happened there. I credit the fact that at least he played with a little bit of pizzazz right there. But quite honestly, this was a very uninspiring performance. As I've said, I'm not going to beat a dead horse or waste your waste your time anymore, or spit nonsense in your auditory canals. None of these guys, in my opinion, with the exception of Maxime Kripo, I'll t- nod my head to you, none of these guys deserve any kind of positive accolades because quite frankly, they all played like crap. Uh, this was not a very good game. 
game. They were not focused. They were not inspiring. They were not scoring. They were not. There's a lot of things. We got to go back to the drawing board, I guess. But we got a short turnaround (sighs) because, God, yeah, fine. After San Jose on Saturday, we, we have three nice weeks off, thankfully, because, you know, we've been doing an awful lot of podcasts, too, and I'm kind of tired, but... Yeah, no, this was, I, I just, you can't beat us. That's all I'm going to say. Right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I hate to admit it. We can't beat them. Right? Not at, not in their place. It, it was until they, Yeah, until LAFC can figure that out, drop maybe the bravado or whatever that other stuff, maybe like then we could actually get back to X's and O's and, and come up with some ideas. If we can't beat Carson, what what what's the point? I mean, obviously, if we win MLS, uh, MLS Cup, that's great, but very, I don't know. I'm not feeling very bullish right now on LAFC. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, you mentioned it, by the way. Let's go over our schedule for the rest of May. Just one game left in May, our eighth of the month. We take on San Jose, who lost to Sacramento Republic 2 nothing in their Open Cup, saw their Open Cup run end tonight. They're not uh, very good. We are also, by the way, out of the 2022 U.S. Open Cup. That's Yay. how these win and survive in advance and lose and you're out. Jerks. Uh, if we are to make it to CONCACAF Champions League, we need another avenue now, which is either winning the Shield, winning the West, winning MLS Cup. Doing all three of those things would be really fun, by the way. So let's try and do not that. Not the way we're playing. And, and again, just a reminder, we are still... Leading the Supporter Shield race. We are still in first place yep, yep. in the There's West. Your glass we are half still full approach, sure. first place in Major League I Soccer. I want to beat the Galaxy and Carson Scott. But man, do we need to play better than we played today. This this sucked, guys. Yep. This absolutely sucked. Yep. That being said, you guys, it is now. We're now 15 minutes into Nina's birthday. I'm going to go wake her up at at 12.15 a.m. She's going to love. a rude awakening. She's going to love every minute of that. I'm going to wish her a happy birthday. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's stage left for me then. The and, and the only thing that I wish, Philly, and I know you probably wish the same, is that everybody after this match got home safe and got home healthy. We know nobody got home happy. That's for damn sure. Yeah, we're but happy. look, I'm hoping... I don't read any stories tomorrow, whether it's on Twitter or social media. God forbid something on the news. We've had enough crap happen in the world just this week alone, let alone uh, after this this soccer match. So hoping everybody gets home safe. Hoping everybody had a had a solid head on their shoulders as they were leaving. I'll say this, Nina and I, and I know Philly and Panda, we had no problems getting out of the stadium. Uh, we left right maybe three or four minutes after the scrum ended. Um, no, no issues for us getting out of the stadium, but, uh, uh, we really hope everybody got home happy, healthy, and, uh, well, just at least healthy and safe. Yeah. Agreed. I could have said any better myself. All right. In that case, everybody, this is episode 196 and we're calling this an embarrassing effort in Carson. About all smoke and it, no fire. It's just, how about sucked. shout out Ruben, by the way, just sucked. Yeah. And you know how we like to end all of our episodes. Even the ones about your team getting crapped on in Carson. Bye-bye.